We've all heard it before. It's who you know. Welcome to Social Capital, a weekly podcast that dives into social relationships and why the investment you put into them is so important. Your host, Lori Hybe, will connect with industry-leading professionals and dive into their networking experiences and expert advice. Hey, everybody. Lori Hybe here. Welcome to the Social Capital Podcast. Our show notes are found at socialcapitalpodcast.com. If you'd like to get more involved in the conversation, join our Facebook group at Social Capital Network, a community of trust, reciprocity, and relationships. You can also connect with me on LinkedIn. This week, I've got no guest. It's a solo cast, and I'm going to be talking to you about building a blog that provides real value. So um, let's get started here. I want to dive into the importance of writing a blog. I mean, what is a blog at the end of the day? Um, What I want to share is that a blog is literally fuel for the search engine fire. The more it's giving you more content to share on social media, it's providing and proving your expertise. Um, Studies have indicated that businesses that are actively blogging acquire more customers because they have a stronger brand presence online. It ultimately allows you to level the playing field. It helps you to get to know your target audience and it helps your target audience to get to know you. And ultimately, you will become smarter by creating content. One of my favorite stories to share with regards to our blog, um, when I look at our Google Analytics, uh, I often will break it up into the different segments of the site and figure out what kind of, what elements of our site are driving the most traffic. And historically, there is a blog post that continues to show up as one of the top visited pages on our website. Now what's fascinating is that this post was written in 2014. So this article blog post was written by one of my team members. It likely took her maybe about three hours. That's on average what we budget per blog post to do a little research and write um, and then published it. And now today it still drives traffic to our site. So making that investment and creating content on your site, which is something that you own and you control that content, can ultimately have long-term results. As long as you're creating content that has a long shelf life. Um, So the question gets asked often, what is it that I write about? And the top answers that I'd like to share with our clients, uh, first and foremost, start with the top questions that are asked of you from your customer base, your target, your target clients, ideal customer. When you're in that discovery phase, when you're getting to know someone from a networking standpoint, um, even established clients that you have, anytime someone is asking you a question, just write it down. Do that for a week. That exercise for a week will give you a ton of ideas for what to write about. And the reason you want to do this is because oftentimes Questions are what are being entered into um, search engines, search queries. People often are searching a question to find an answer or a solution. So if you're writing questions or answering questions as a form of your blog content, it's going to help elevate your opportunity to be found in the search engines. Um, Another fun um, 
tactic is to conduct interviews. So no different than a podcast, but you could do just a written interview. Um, like you were, you know, interviewing someone for a written publication of sorts. The beauty of doing this is one, it gives you a lot of content that you don't need to really polish up because you can simply transcribe the conversation. And two, if you have a guest that you are interviewing or you're highlighting someone else's expertise, background, know-how, um, they're likely going to share that content with their audience, which extends the reach of your, your blog on your site. Um, it's definitely of value to talk about benefits of any product or service offerings. If there's trends in your industry, um, how-tos can be extremely beneficial to write about, how to do something specifically. Comparison information, you know, option A versus option B, even maybe thrown in an option C, um, the pros and cons of those types of options. Um, some sort of educational element. Maybe you learned something new recently at a, a seminar you attended, um, a webinar, and you want to highlight some of those um, points. That's, that's definitely something to consider writing about. Um, to something to be aware of, though, is what I call the 80-20 rule. About 80% of the content that you create should be considered evergreen content. And what that means is... It is a value to your audience today and tomorrow, and it was valuable yesterday. So it has a longer shelf life. Um, referencing that blog post that I talked about uh, when I opened up, it was written in 2014. It is still relevant content today. Therefore, it is still providing value. It is still bringing visitors to our website. So identifying information that is your expertise that will work for a long time as opposed to saying, hey, we've got a special going on that ends on Friday, that is considered time-sensitive content. And you only want that type of content to be published about 20% um, or less of the time. Another area to get uh, quality content ideas is leveraging your team. Um, so if you have, if it's more than just you, or even if you have resources, uh, partners that you work with, they all have different areas of expertise. Uh, ask them what types of questions are they're being asked um, and, and understand their expertise a little bit. Maybe you take the approach of, answering the questions that are being asked, but taking the interview approach and interviewing your team and partners to get the solid answers. There's also a couple of tools that I'd recommend. Answerthepublic.com is a fantastic website to check out. Uh, you simply type in kind of your expertise, your product service offering, and you're going to get a slew of questions that are entered into the search engines related to that specific topic. Uh, the beauty of that is these are the types of questions that people have literally typed in where you can be the expert, write the answer, create some awesome blog content for your site, showcasing your expertise, helping you get found as a result in the search engines. Another way to look at those questions that people ask you is to literally identify what your core offering is and then make a list of the eight types of questions that people could potentially ask related to that offering. So, um, for example, 
uh, we offer website design services, website design and development. So that would be my, my core offering that I'd put here. And then I'm going to look at the who questions. So what might be the who questions that people ask? Who am I going to be working with? Who's my main point of contact? Who's actually designing the site? Who on my team needs to be involved in this project? Um, who else, uh, you know, who's going to own the website? Um, who handles the security of the site? So think of the questions related to the who. What are, and then you look at the what questions. Um, you know, what kind of features am I going to have on my website? Um, what kind of training am I going to get with my website? What kind of materials do you need from me in order to get the website uh, launched on time? Uh, look at the why questions. Uh, why should we use WordPress content management system? Why should we uh, have our site on Squarespace? Um, why, why should I renew my domain name for 10 years? Um, then we're looking at the when questions. When is my site going to be done? Uh, when do you need me to, to learn um, to sign off on things? Uh, when will we do training with the site? I'll look at the where questions. Where is my website going to be hosted? Um, where do I log into my site? Uh, we'll look at the how questions. How do I make edits to my site? How do I know that the site is safe and secure? Um, which questions? So uh, which uh, image is going to be better? Uh, which color palettes, which fonts should I be using? Um, which content management system should I have? Which hosting provider? Uh, and then the last is the yes, no question. So um, is it going to be easy for me to use this site? Yes or no? Um, so again, the eight questions that you want. So you identify that core offering, product, service, whatever it is. You look at the eight questions, types of questions, then you just kind of brainstorm and map out what types of questions do people ask related to this offering. And every single one of those questions could easily be con converted into a blog post of some sort. So you have who, what, why, when, where, how, which, and then yes, no. All right, I've got five best practices for writing your blog. First and foremost, it needs to be easy to read. In today's day and age, we're simply scrollers. We're not reading a website or our mobile devices or our tablets like a book, unless you are literally reading a book. But when you're looking at a blog or an article, it needs to include visual components that are going to help relay your message and break up the heaviest heaviness heaviness yes heaviness of the text so you want to use um, bulleted or numbered lists definitely have images or graphs to help uh, visualize the message um, embedded video can be extremely powerful headings so bold fonts, larger fonts to break up the segments. You want short, concise paragraphs. These are ultimately easier to read. The next uh, tip number two here for best practices in writing your blog is to evaluate the strength of your title. The posts in your blog should not focus on selling your product, obviously, or service, but really what you want is to make sure that it's easy 
for the reader to know what it is that they are clicking on. You don't want to write the blog title to be blog, (laughs) read our blog or anything along those lines. At the end of the day, people decide to click on something because it's connecting with them on an intellectual or emotional level. There is a great tool. And if you just simply Google headline analyzer, there's a couple different versions of this out there. But what it's going to do is analyze the emotional marketing value of the words that are used in your title, which will give a score to that strength related to the intellectual or emotional strength. The next thing to look at, tip number three here, is to target more words. Now, a few years back, people would ask me, how many words should my blog be? How long should my blog post be? Many years ago, I would say 300 to 500. Now that's changed. I um, Best practice that we really strive for is a minimum of 800 words. You want to use words that are going to connect with your audience. Don't use heavy industry jargon. Most importantly, though, you need to know what your audience is searching for. And that's where understanding your keywords is going to be beneficial. The next item Tip number four is to optimize your posts. Your keywords should live in your title for sure, in the body content, in the URL. They should be in the alt tags or meta description tags and in any links that you have embedded in your site. Uh, There's a number of tools that will uh, help you uh, properly optimize and even Um, analyze how optimized your site is. Uh, We've used moz.com in the past. Definitely check that one out. The last one, I think this one's probably one of the most important ones is to be consistent. You have to have a plan and consistently publish content in order to uh, maximize that exposure and maintain the trust with your audience. So high level, we just talked about making it easy to read making sure you're checking this, this, the title and making sure it's a strong title that's connecting on the intellectual and emotional level. You're increasing the number of words with a minimum of 800 words. You're optimizing your post to ensure that those target keywords are um, embedded throughout the entire blog post itself. And you're publishing consistently to a number of different channels, um, most importantly, your blog itself. All right. So we talked about blogging and how amazing it is. Um, At the end of the day, I want to make sure that you know that if you're consistently creating content, it's going to help you build your brand. It's going to help you generate leads. And ultimately, it's going to convert to optimal value for you, your customers, and your business. All right. I am happy to answer any questions that you have on the topic of blogging, um, which is um, what something I am very passionate about. Feel free to shoot me an email, laurie at socialcapitalpodcast.com. If you like, connect with us on Facebook and search for Social Capital Network. This wraps up our episode of Social Capital. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week. That's all for this episode of the Social Capital Podcast. Visit socialcapitalpodcast.com for show notes, more episodes, and to see who will be on the show next. 
Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next episode.